Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I welcome my friend Eric on the show, where we're going to be talking about confidence in teenagers, people in their 20s, families, and confidence in sports as well. So Eric is my friend from the USA, and Eric is of the energetic life now. The tween to 25 family coach as well. And we're also part of the neuroencoding community under Joseph McClendon, where we learn a lot of cool tools to really help people go further faster in their journey as well. So want to welcome you to the show today, Eric. It's it's a pleasure to finally have you on here. I obviously we've spoken a lot, and I know the value you give to the world. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So could you tell us a little bit more, maybe about you uh, that I've perhaps not covered, and actually what got you into this area of wanting to help uh, young people and their families? Yeah, well, first of all, Johnny, hey, it's great to see you. Um, it's been a while and uh, great to be here. Thank you so much for having you on your on your podcast. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, so a little bit about my background. I've been in education since 1996. I was a classroom teacher for both middle school and high school level. Um, I've been uh, involved in sports from the from the club soccer level uh, with uh, with the youth on through um, high school. Uh, in various sports. Um, I got into the whole presentation field uh, in working with educators, um, doing professional development trainings around leadership and culture development um, in that regard. And uh, and, and through the course of of time, as you said, we were both from the Neuroencoding Institute with Dr. Joseph McClendon III. And I've gotten into the space of really being a tween to 25 coach and their caregivers. Uh, because I, you know, I, I really began to notice some deep, deep correlations in what was happening within family units, uh, really around the world, uh, and and you know, we this I got into that space, you know, kind of right as the pandemic was taken off, and and now really looking at uh, how to best support families uh, in that journey. Oh wow, it's that's been quite a. <laughs> quite a journey and yeah it's um yeah so a mixture i know i've got a mixture of kind of like speaking and the, the coaching mm-hmm. and support and obviously you're supporting both professional development and now you're yeah. obviously supporting uh young families as well and sort of from observing that so i guess um what i wanted to really touch on was because obviously we talk a lot about mindset confidence self-esteem on this show um yeah. what perhaps uh, and I've obviously gone through my own journey. I think self, for me personally, self-esteem and confidence mm-hmm. is something, it's a never, there's not a final destination. You're always working on it. You're always growing, uh, whatever level you are in your life, wherever you are, whatever goals you've achieved. But for you, what are perhaps some of the the challenges facing young people when they're confident, some of the things that are impacting their confidence that you you've witnessed personally? Yeah. So, you know, I, I we go back just, I don't know, a year or so ago as we were, say, coming out of the, the pandemic, you know, era, if you will. And you've got kids that were transitioning in different 
um, timeframes in their in their educational journey, right? Mm-hmm. And they've missed a year or so or two years because they were home. And so there was a, a bit of maturity gap, if you will. And, and so you've got kids that were leaving the lower levels going into the mid-levels and then the mid-levels to the high school. Um, and I know it's different over there. I think high school is called university and what things like that. But you, you, you know what I'm talking about. And, and so there, there really wasn't that, that maturity growth that normally we see with kids that just naturally progress through because they were home. And, and now, you know, we're looking at these kids now are the ones that are graduating uh, here in the States, right? We're at that, we're at that place. We've got, um, and, and, it, and it's funny because I'm hearing from parents where some of the kids are really, really driven and super focused and know exactly what they want. And then there's a big gap of kids who are like scared out of their minds to take the next step whether that is in the work, the workforce or going into, say, military or higher education, if you will, um, and kids that are just kind of going through this end of the school year time and super, super stressed out. So I've been dealing with a lot of kids in that, in that space of really just helping them to find the confidence to go into, you're going you're gonna to make it through the rest of this school year. Uh, we just need to dial in some things because right now it feels so overwhelming that you just got to begin to take down and narrow your focus into exactly what it is that you want. What are the what are the top things that you have to do today? What are those big um, ticket items, if you will, or or as we call in the seven habits of high effective people, the big rocks? Mm. What are the big, most important things I have to get done today? So just providing that support for kids, uh, teens and families right now is really, really important. Mm. So so a lot of overwhelm you, you kind of see in these in these situations. And I, I like what you you touched on and it kind of it, it brings one of our like main themes actually from our neuroencoding community out that I always like to emphasize on the episodes and you asking the question, what are some of the, the things you got to narrow down to and really hone in um from your own experience do you find like people are often directing their attention on perhaps like the things they don't want and the negatives when you're when you're speaking to them and if so how how can we start to switch some of that mind yeah that's a great question johnny you know I i i think as as the kids uh and the families really are feeling a sense of of being unbalanced or unmotivated, um, that leads into really losing that self-confidence, right? As we're here talking about confidence, that that is some really, really key factors. And I know um, something that I've discovered recently is Tony Robbins' uh, six human needs and understanding um, how to identify those six human needs to really um, help the the teenager understand what's not being met and so so some of those needs are like connection and love significance certainty growth um and and those are those are some really really big ones because if a kid is not feeling certain if they're feeling instable that foundation isn't there their confidence is gone they're shocked like they they cannot see what to do how to do it when to do it 
prioritizing, if you will. Um, and then that affects the relationship with the parents because now they're fighting, right? Now they're 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 going head to head because parents are are nagging and chipping at them. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Did you get that done? Did you get that done? And the kids are like, you know what? Forget about it. Like, I'm, I can't do this. So now they go into avoidance activities. So now they're gaming until the middle of the night or they're getting into, um, you know, smoking or vaping or um, drinking marijuana or, what, or whatnot. Um, just some avoidance activities because they feel like they don't have hope. They've lost that energy. There's no joy. There's no fulfillment because they're just they're stepping back and going, pushing, pushing all these things forward and away from them and saying, I can't I can't do this. And so now this is where we come in and say, listen, let's let's connect kids and parents back together and and teach them how to connect with their kids in a loving way that's supportive by not nagging. How did you do? What did you do? What's next? What? Are, but in a more of a supportive tone, how can I best support you? What are you concerned about today? If there's one thing that that you could start today that in two days from now, you're going to be so glad you started. What would that be? And getting into that space or being really, really curious with your kid and not critical and just, just hammering. I love, I love that. Like really, I like what you brought up the six human needs of a big fan of that. And like what, like what you said about actually understanding their needs and kind of brings me back. I, I, I'd probably not told you, but I used to be a teacher assistant for a bit after uh, I finished university uh, here. And actually you'd work with some kids, you know, they'd have um, autism, ADHD. Um, mm. And I know ADHD is a very common thing being looked at in adults, including myself, but there's, um, but like for these individual like kids, some of them you knew like needed additional certain support for certain things, right? Um, yep. But actually, the way you said it, it made me kind of think, yeah, just like obviously, it was just the way you said it was that we do all have these needs differently, and it's just been a, it's about being aware to actually what some of these needs might be in the in the kids. Uh, mm -hmm. or, or your teens or your uh your children in their twenties. Right. Yeah. So that kind of just made me think of that a little bit, like actually identifying their needs rather than trying to get them something when it's just not gonna work a little bit. So like mm -hmm. perhaps if if there's like a, a you know, for families out there, like how can they or parents, how can they start to actually what's the first step to start that they can start taking the help start identifying them is it a simple question like what are your needs because they may may have trouble understanding that i guess in some some places yeah um i i i could tell you from my own experience with three kids that are now in the in the in the teen to young adult era uh man i made a lot of mistakes over the years and the one thing that i learned for me um i could be a very emotional person i know it's hard to believe but when I could get in there and remove my emotion out of it to focus on what they wanted and asking them what they wanted and then help guiding that discussion around for them to make that decision on what to do, that was gold. I knew what they needed to do, but they had to convince themselves what they needed to do. 
if I tell them how to do it, they're not going to do it. If they discuss and come to that realization of what they need to do and how they need to do it to get it done, then they're going to become um, unconsciously competent because now they're they're really defaulting and rewiring their brains to think in that manner, right? And we know from the neuroencoding, as I think, so I feel, as I feel, so I do, as I do, so I have. If I can help guide that framework for them, and, and I do this with, with, with my clients as well, they're able to get in and make the decisions. My kids don't want me to tell them what to do. They think, I'm dad, what do I know, right? They look at me like I got three heads. <laughs> but if I guide that conversation and they come around to say, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. Now I become their accountability partner. Great. You know what? I'll check back with you later. Is that okay with you? Now I'm asking for permission. Great. Now I check back. Hey, how's everything going? Not, did you get the assignment done? Are you studying for this? How's things going? They're going to open up and say, I got this done. I did this. I did this. Great. How are you feeling about that? I feel good. Where did your confidence just go? Bam, right here. Great. Now they've got that love, that support. They're building that certainty. They've got growth going on. They're being challenged by themselves, not by me. Motivation is coming. They're, they're, they're feeling more secure and more balanced in what they're doing. And now that's when that motivation and confidence really, really begins to take off. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so getting them to... That, that's something that's worked for you effectively is getting them to come to their own realizations rather than uh, seeing the dad with the free heads <laughs> and then just, yeah, <laughs> right. as you described it, I think, um, in that way. Uh, great, great, great guidance. I love that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about one of the... Um, the key, the key things actually we, we've talked about in our own community, but it's something that comes up a lot on this podcast and feedback. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like self doubt and it's, yeah. it's a huge yeah. one. Um, especially when we've got all, all like this world of like social media, which can be great. You know, it's connected mm -hmm. us, it's connected our whole community. Um, but like, there's things like comparison and trying to please people get that dopamine hit that obviously, I'd be lying if I said didn't get caught up in it from time to time or in the sure. past. But you know, we we all do. Like self doubt is something that's that's very very common. Now, do you do you find like there's any like with with the the families you're working with? Mm -hmm. Is there is there kind of any key things that have helped perhaps them overcome that a little bit that you've seen that's worked effectively? a couple of points or work through yeah. it. Yeah. So when you're looking at like the self-doubt. Yeah. And yeah, in, in that regard. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I think the kids really uh today, uh, you know, obviously as we're seeing, social media can be a great thing, but it could also be, you know, a huge, huge obstacle. And and I think as I'm looking at I'm asking that question, what is it that's standing in your way for you achieving this thing mm. that you're trying to do, right? And so, I, and so I get them to begin identifying that, writing down, well, I'm scared. Well, what, okay, what scares you about this? Is it new learning? Is it because you haven't been successful before and now you're doubting that you're going to be able to do it? 
what do you, what is it that's going on that you are possibly self-sabotaging yourself with your thoughts and your feelings about it that are not true that you're defaulting to the, your your negative thoughts that automatically are just rolling and how do we begin shifting that so we go into this so i I, I just I just had this last week with, with, with a kid and I said, okay, so tell tell me what you know about this class. You've got this final coming up. Tell me what you know. You've gone through a whole school year. Are you failing? Are you doing really well? And he said, I'm doing really well. And I said, okay, so your grade is what? And he said, it's an A plus. And I said, okay, so on all your tests up to this point, have you gotten A's? Yes, I have. Okay, of all your assignments up to this point, have you gotten A's? Yes, I have. What the heck are you scared about? What are you doubting yourself on? <laughs> you've got you, you've gotten straight A's in the class the whole year long. What do you know is true? I've got an A and I'm most likely going to get an A on this final. Absolutely. So now we backtrack into, okay, what do you need to break down into little pieces to be studying all week to now have that result of getting an A on that test? And I think when we take this enormous load of pressure and begin to bring it down into smaller pieces that, that kids can feel like they can manage, that's when they have that, oh, there's that release of tension and doubt and worry and fear and, and all of that. And that's like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. I think I can do it. Mm. I think, I think from my own personal experience and working and coaching with like adults as well, uh, I think overwhelms, you know, goes into into that category as well. Uh, but I do, I do like what you you know you're saying to like kids who've got a lot of or teenagers who've got a lot of pressure on already. Um, yeah. You know, breaking it down into bits and yeah, asking the question again. Uh, it it came, same point as last, but it's very important actually backtracking and understanding where they want to go and actually what's blocking them. Um, And that's something uh, the listener can ask themselves as well. Mm -hmm. What's blocking me? What is it? And how do we backtrack and break it down? So it's a really good guidance there, Eric. Thank you. Um, I wanted to touch now, touch a little bit on sports, uh, Mm -hmm. sports and youth, because uh, I know that's something you like, like looking at and talking about and helping with. Um, obviously sports, I love sports. So, well, I'm more of a, I like to do sports rather than, uh, watch it, but I do watch it. Um, but yeah, I know sports can be very competitive and, uh, mm. especially in the, especially in the States, so you, you guys love your sports. Um, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very serious stuff. So yeah, yeah like when sports are very competitive and there's a lot of pressure, do you, do you see that impacting a lot of people's confidence yeah absolutely you know we have these these staggering statistics around sports here in the states that when kids hit that age of 13 and 14 when they've been in competitive sports from when they were younger there is a huge gap of kids that completely drop out and leave Mm. up until that point you got a lot of kids that are involved in competitive sports because they just, they get into that, like, I'm done with the pressure. I'm done with with my parents thinking I'm going to be a professional athlete. I'm done with all the extra trainings. I'm done with all of all of that. And so there, there's a number of things that, that 
we we can look at here in terms of you know mistakes that happen is when and, and a lot of it really honestly Johnny comes down to the parents like when they've got a you know a five and six year old kid and they've got them in training you know six seven days a week they're paying for private one-on-one -on -one sessions they've got the kids watching YouTube videos and and instead of building that love for movement, that love for the game, that love and passion around that sport and being a multiple sport athlete, which is going to help their tactical and technical performance hands down across the board, rather than being so focused on that one sport, you know, that's that can be have a huge impact. And, and so at the early age, you see these kids getting so uber focused on the the score of the game while that's important the younger levels is is and should be about development learning how to let, let's take football if you will learning how to use both feet learning how to have that that technical and tactical awareness on the field where are they what's going on how can they have that off-ball movement, what's what's happening that they are contributing even if they don't have the ball, right? Um, kids get worried and parents get worried about playing time. Um, you know, they, they lose their confidence based on their play. And parents from the sidelines screaming at their kids, what are you doing? Get to the ball. And, and the kids are getting so frustrated, their confidence drops and they're like, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. They get into that mode of just overthinking and, over, excuse me, overanalyzing what they're doing. And so we can begin kind of shifting that mindset and that culture to, you know, be consistent in the work that you're doing to get better. Mm. And allow that opportunity within you to happen. And what I mean by that is developing that game awareness developing that technical ta uh, tactical presence uh on the on the pitch right um doing doing what others don't if you are truly serious about being the next superstar what are you doing what are you willing to put in for that what are you willing to do because i know right here in the states it's the one to two percent of the top of the kids Mm. that get to go on to some higher levels playing you know division one uh college soccer uh, if you will you know giving your best efforts um you know always showing up and being present even if even if you're in that space where you're like man i i i don't want to get up and be here today my my daughter when when she was playing club she was playing at a, at a pretty pretty good level um uh, here in the States. And we were traveling uh, around multiple States. And um, there were days where she's like that. I I, I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. And it was like, no, you got to do this. We're committed. We're committed. You hear my language? We're committed. I was committed. She wasn't committed, but I'm driving her to the game and she, and I wasn't listening. And she was saying, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore until she, until you know, she got to that place where she just said, Dad, I'm hanging up my boots. I'm I'm done. I can't I can't do this anymore. And um, and that was that was that was tough. You know, I th I think um I I had this dream for her to go off to college and play. It wasn't her dream. 
I hope that she would have followed in my footsteps and got to play at the collegiate level. It wasn't her dream. And, and so when, when you take something like this and the confidence in sports and, and we and we go back now and tie it together with the confidence in the home and in the family, this is the, these are the red flags, parents, uh, as you guys are watching this, is to be super aware of what you're thinking and feeling and how that connects to your kid. Because if you're trying to get your kid to do something that they are not wanting to do because it's not the path that they want to be on, we're going to have competition. We're not going to have collaboration. And I would much rather have your family really be in collaboration together, in love and support and, and, and uh, consistency uh, with that and certainty that you guys are laying these foundations um, for success together. And, and so I think as we're looking at both both scenarios here within within the family units, we have to be really, really aware of of what's going on and having that open, curious conversations that are building trust within the family. Mm. Thanks for sharing your your personal example as well with your daughter there and the, uh, you know, having that conversation in the car and then you know her you know it being an idea of yours and yeah and yeah I think I've heard you know many of those stories as well um so does it come ultimately does it like come back to that that question for the parents and the in and the individual teenager or, or kid themselves to ask what is it I want and the answer might be well I want to be a top athlete or footballer or uh, we always get our footballs mixed up in the UK and the, right. <laughs> the States or top footballer or top basketball player or um, yeah. whatever. They may want to be that. They may just want to have fun and enjoy it. Do you think mm -hmm. it comes back to that, ultimately, that awareness of what they want? Yeah, it it, it really does. It really does. And, and I, don't know, I know this is not going to be popular with some parents because some parents are like, no, I am pushing my kid to be the best. They will be the best and they don't have a choice. They're going to do that. And what is the impact on your relationship going to be in a couple of years? Hmm. And so, you know, I, I honestly am, am going to really challenge us parents out there to really get into that space of being curious and asking, asking what it is they want, because um, I've seen it so many times that um, this now creates a huge division between parents and, and kids and we don't want to have that right and so now now when you're talking about avoidance activities the kid is going off because now they don't want to have anything to do with being a part of that family because there's that bitterness there's the there's a the resentment the rejection of what was going on there and so now parents are like i don't i don't understand what's wrong with my kid you mean, yeah, you've just spent how much time pushing them in polar opposites from where you are, right? Your, your, your magnets just flipped polarity and now you can't attract each other together. You're pushing each other apart. And that's really, really significant because that's going to have a huge impact on their confidence. They've lost confidence in what was supposed to be that place of um, connection and love and certainty and um, and home. And now that they've lost that, they don't know where to go to find it. 
And unfortunately, there's a lot of places out there, people out there, friends out there that they're now going to turn to. And we don't want our kids falling into, you know, situations that they're not uh, ready to be in or should be going down those roads. Mm. It comes back to the uh, the conversation. You gave some great guidance there of, yeah, like thinking about the relationship uh you know, in general. Um, yeah. And I think, I think what do you want to really important question to keep asking ourselves as individuals as well. Um, yeah. But obviously where, where someone else is involved, it's also really key to them, it, keep them in mind as well when you're thinking what you want. Um, so some, yeah, great guidance there, Eric. So Eric, um, we, we could go on forever and there's tons and tons of value <laughs> you, yeah. you've given. I know you're very passionate about this subject. Um is there any final point? Is there a final point or points you'd like to kind of wrap, share us, uh, share with us today? And also, where can the listener find you if they want to find out a little bit more about your work and what you do? And sure, connect? sure, yeah. Um, parents, if I could challenge you on this, get comfortable being uncomfortable as a parent. Mm. Meaning. Take a step back and evaluate where you are. Where are your kids? What do you want as an outcome for your family? What do you want as an outcome for you? What do you want as an outcome for your kids? And then begin to have those conversations and then, and then ask them because what you might think they want is completely different that, than what you're aware of. And when we begin looking at you know, family points of awareness and understanding of what's going on in the family unit. Parents, saw, a lot of times, will come to me and go, I had no clue they were thinking like this. And I said, well, when's the last time you asked them? They said, well, I never have. Mm. So if, if, if we don't take that time to get into that, really that learning and understanding of our kids and what, what is going on and what they want and how you can help guide them in that, we're, we're, we're going to struggle. Now, listen, Eric, I'm going to tell you right now, you we're going to get into those places where we're like, there's no way on God's green earth that we are going to do this. But what is what's what's the impact? What what are what are they your kids supposed to learn from this? What am I as the parent supposed to learn from this if we just come out straight out with emphatic no, as opposed to having discussion around it, looking at pros and cons, looking at you know, what we can do as opposed to what we can't do. And then guide, really use yourself as the adult to guide and lead them to making the choice. Because nine out of ten times, they're going to come back to make the choice that you that you thought was best for them anyway. And, and if they don't, then I'm going to ask them, why did you make that choice? Educate me, help me understand that so I can learn about it. And that is just a beautiful moment when my kids can say, okay, dad, here's what I was thinking. Here's what I did. And I'm, my mind is blown and it's, and it's beautiful. So parents get comfortable, comfortable being uncomfortable in some of these situations with your kids. Cause it's going to be a huge payout in the end. I guarantee you that. Um, to find me, I'm on Facebook on energetic life. Now that's a great spot to find me um, on Instagram life underscore coach underscore Eric. Uh, is a good place to find me as well. Awesome. Uh, we'll be sure to link those up. And I like your 
your final point, I think obviously I, I can relate to the communication thing with, with like family and friends and actually when you're like dating someone or whatever, it's absolutely key, uh, you know, in the, in the appropriate way and everything. But like it's, you know, we're not mind readers as human beings. And I think that's a, it's a really important point uh, to never kind of shut down things and, you know, uh, assume you know what's best or what they're thinking so i think that's a really important point to end on so eric i really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing with us today it's been a great conversation Thank you, Johnny. appreciate you having me very welcome so that concludes our episode for today and remember you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence